Google continues to ride the AI train. Cities continue to struggle with empty office spaces due to hybrid work. And more good news, bad news for the electric vehicle space. We'll tackle these issues and more on this episode of Today in Tech. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Today in Tech. I'm Keith Shaw. Pushing the buttons, as always, is Chris from behind the screens. Hello, Chris. Hey, how's it going? Good. Hey, uh, there was a big event for Google. Are you a big fan of Google or, or do you like you? you don't, do you have a, a universe that you live in in terms of tech companies? No, no. not really. I mean, I, I like the Google phone, the Pixel. I mean, I use a Pixel. Yeah. But- all right. Well, yeah, so I'm you should actually right. be more excited by this than I am. I'm 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 sort of on the Apple camp, mm-hmm. uh, but I do use Google for a lot of my uh, productivity stuff. Right. So I'm a, I'm a uh, you know Google Docs, Google Sheets, all yep. that kind of stuff. So yep. and Gmail, of course, for email. Uh, so Google I/O was held recently, and the the keynote uh, was like three hours long. And wouldn't you know, it was all about AI. And this is a, a video that was on the. Uh, uh, the Verge. They they did a quick little video. They've d- they've done one like the whole keynote in sixteen minutes, but then they also did one the complete keynote in sixteen seconds. So do you want to play that? Yep. AI 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 generative AI generative AI generative AI AI is AI 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 It uses AI to bring AI 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 AI. So so what do you think the the key th- uh, theme of the uh, of the, of the, the event, was. event was yeah I, virtual reality right yeah i mean <laughs> hold on give me a second i need to let me let me let me think about this yeah i know it's you know tick tock ai tick-tock. yeah ai there we go i think it's all about ai I it's think, the shiny new uh object all every single company in the world is going to want to not a big get their hands su- not a big surprise that ai was a big topic of uh the the google io keynote now what interesting about that video is like i'm surprised someone hasn't taken that video and then added eieio um because all i mean you're only you know the, it is google io and they kept saying ai 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 but it sounded like they should just take the old mcdonald theme and just put that over it because it, it does sound like that song yeah i mean it does make you think um what these companies are going to use AI for. I mean, just right off the bat, I, I can think of like, you know, okay, if you're Google, okay, integrate it into your search, yep. your search bar. And that's what they announced. Yeah. If you're Microsoft, you might integrate it in your softwares. Yep. Excel, yep. Word, as like an aid, right? Um, but, you know, it may be in like other other companies like, um, like customer service and stuff like that, helplines. I don't think, you know, I don't think every single company is going to adopt this, but definitely it's going to be a a huge part of. I think everybody, every company that has sort of any sort of generative text type of content producers, they're going to look at it as a way for them to reduce work or help or help, you know, them create better content. Let me give you a list of the the things that, that, that they did announce in terms of the uh, AI stuff. So they are going to, they're going to integrate AI powered quote unquote snapshots for Google search. Uh, You're going to have to opt in for the search generative experience, which is an updated version of Google's large language model known as Palm two. Their AI chat GPT uh, version, which is Bard, uh, which has been slammed in the media for like just being not as good as, as chat GPT and some Mm -hmm. of the, and even Bing, I mean, come on, Bing guys. Um, but you know that now instead of waiting on a wait list, uh, you are it's now available to everybody. So just just go to like bart.google.com or something like that, and then you'll be able to 
just enjoy the experience of of a very cautious AI, <laughs> very cost. Like I think that was the other thing from the the keynote as well. They kept saying like it's this is experimental, guys. It's it's experimental. You might get some weird results. Like don't don't it's, you know it's experimental, it's but very you know, waiting it, in the water. It's experimental, but hey, it's free range. Anybody can do whatever they want with it and use it. And and yeah, you know, I, um, I just find that they, funny. They did announce that um, they are going to use AI image generation based on Adobe's Firefly yep. technology. So uh, that th- we'll see how bad the images uh, that Bard produces are versus uh, Mid Journey or some of these other ones, or even like Dolly and some of those. Uh, so I, you know, again, I'm I'm a big fan of sort of coming up with crazy image ideas, and so we'll see if they can uh, represent it. Like again, my 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 go to is always Alf in the Golden girls and they always get that puppet wrong so uh we're gonna we're gonna try that out as soon as we can uh they are gonna do some integrations with some other uh, platforms such as open table and instacart so we'll we'll start seeing probably some improvements with those services uh and uh, ai powered customizations for android devices so this might be interesting to you chris uh ai that will let you create your own wallpaper i I didn't realize that you know choosing from from 20 different wallpapers was a big issue for people uh most people just put pictures of their of their uh significant other or their kids or you know that's not it that's the other one (laughs) this is the ai powered leave it on there because this is another thing this is the um uh, the ma- AI-powered magic editor for Google Photos. So the example they used the, in this Verge story was, okay, so you've got grandma there and she's trying to do the whole the whole jokey thing of like, hey, I'm catching a waterfall, but it's off. So this is now going to move it so that now grandma looks like um, she's doing is going into her This hand. is going to be really important for the people that go to the Leaning Tower of Pisa. They're always trying, because that's the same oh, sort yeah, of look. Right. They're always like, if I'm trying to hold up Tech Talk right here, it, like, Go to the other camera view. Like if I'm trying to hold up my sign here. Oh, wrong way. Like if you took a picture and it was wrong, you could then use it so that it looks like I was holding that up. I know. How many... Is, is that like the... All right, I'm going on a tangent. Is this sort of the goofiest image idea when you're a tourist? Is to pretend or, or do the I mean, thing you where, could you, just, where you're trying to, you know, you're trying to crush you, the... Yeah, yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah, you can sterilize a photo. Sure, you can take out the strap on our thing, but it's like, well, just shoot the photo the right way. <laughs> like, why not just? Why not just frame you know, it right? Well, and, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, you got twenty people that are all doing, it and you want to just like, why not just stand in front of something? And yeah. like, yes, I was here. Uh, yeah. On another note, they did introduce this duet AI, and I think this is what I. This is probably what I get into. Yeah, I will probably use that more than anything else because I'm not a, a pixel guy. Yeah. Um, so but doc sheets, slides, it's going to integrate it. Into yep. All, but you all do have to years. sign up to be on the wait list. They're not releasing that to everybody yet. Um, so, you know, again, Google with Gmail, they already offer predictive text sort of features when you're writing an email. Yeah. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it's annoying. And I was like, well, let me just use my own words. Um, but sometimes it's like, oh, okay, that's what I wanted to say. And I'll hit enter and it'll, it'll fill it in. So it does make it a little faster, uh, but I'm wondering if it's like, I could do a prompt where it's like, Hey, write an email to this person that says, uh, I've got your invite and I'll follow up with you type of a thing. And maybe it'll generate an email at that point. Um, again, I'm not using Gmail for my professional work. I mean, we are a office, you know, staff here. So, uh, you know, I'm not really responding a lot on my Gmail stuff. It's usually it's usually unsubscribing from 
emails and spam. newsletters and spam and a- things like AI that. AI generated spam. Oh, that's it's still going to be yeah, it's going to it's going to happen. We're going to see it. Yeah. All right. So the, now Google did have a lot of hardware announcements and again, so this is the um, they announced the Pixel Fold, which is a, a foldable phone with a 5.8 inch uh, OLED outer screen that unfolds to reveal a larger 7.6 inch display. Um Eighteen hundred dollars, you know, <laughs> for a phone. Yeah, I know. Wait, that's, <laughs> okay, we're, Google's getting up into Apple prices now. I, I, that's uh, whoo, that's that's steep. I, I didn't know the price because I don't think they did. They display the price in the in the article here. Yeah, eighteen hundred dollars. Oh, okay, yeah. I must have missed it. Wow. Yeah, that's jeez. Uh, and again, I don't think most people think about their phone prices anyway because it gets bundled in with the services. They should. People they, should. People should, but they don't. Come I mean, on. when I when you think about a phone, you go to the your carrier and and the carrier is throwing so much stuff at you. Um, like, hey, you're, if you get a phone and transfer all your lines, we'll give you you know a year of Netflix and a year of Disney yeah, Plus and yeah. a year of Apple TV and oh, and then you know if you get four lines, we'll do this and you know. And then at some point you're just looking at your monthly bill and it's like, wow, I'm paying, I think I have five lines because I have, there's five phones that we have. Jeez. I know. Well, you know, three kids, five, five phones. Uh, And it's, you know, 300 and something a month with the service. But at least I get a coupon from T-Mobile every Tuesday for Dunkin' Donuts or something like that. That's their T-Mobile Tuesdays promotion. Uh, that'll if, help. If that'll I remember help. to click on it. Like if I remember to, oh yeah, it's Tuesday. I should go t- see what free stuff I'm getting. Uh, okay. So that's the uh, that's their phone. The the They did announce a mid-range phone, uh, the Pixel 7a, which has a 6.1 inch 1080p screen and the new Google Tensor G2 chip for all those people that are into chips. Yeah, yeah. That's $500 for a base version. Now, what's interesting to me is that they were also going to offer a $549 version, which will support millimeter wave wireless technology. So that's 5G in the upper range. It's a very, if you're into networks like I am, like it's, that's, that's a cool sort of super fast option for really limited range. So that could be interesting for businesses that, that might be u- utilizing uh, millimeter wave technology for whatever they're going to use it for. Uh, and then the Pixel tablet, they're back in the, the tablet space. I guess they haven't been in this space for uh, four or five years now. Uh, so now they've got a, a, t- a tablet slate for the home, and basically it's going to be used for watching videos and playing games, and that's what you're going to use tablets for in the home. $500, not too bad, I guess. I don't know. I still, you know, most people watch TV on a TV. I mean, younger generations, the, I, I think, are they're moving what, over to smaller screens. Yeah, and, I think you were scrolling off there on that article, and the, the Wear OS 4 for watches, I didn't even realize that Google made a watch. Oh, yeah. Um, they've revamped their Google Home app, and uh, they've added this feature called Perspectives that will let you get answers from humans, sourcing answers from Reddit, Stack Overflow, YouTube blogs, etc. So um, I'm sure there's going to be some more coverage of the Google stuff in the future. Um if you are interested in that stuff, go to Computer World. They've got a lot of uh, Android coverage from J.R. Raphael. I'm sure he's going to have roundups and roundups and roundups as well. So, EIEIO and AI. All right. Woo. All right. Let's move on to another uh, topic. Um, the EV stuff, the electric vehicle. There was some news that came out this week. This was an article in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, 
stating that electric cars are only as clean as the power they use to charge their batteries, and how clean that is varies greatly from country to country, according to an analysis of data on power sector emissions in 2022. This is something we've brought up on this show, is that, you know, how clean is, is, is an, an, an EV... Right. If you're thinking about the infrastructure behind it, it's still using fossil fuels or non-renewables or non-green technologies. Right. Uh, so uh, this report, which was from uh, Ember, an independent energy think tank, and also analyzed by the Wall Street Journal, shows that in some parts of the world, such as China, the uh, electricity used to charge the batteries of the country's growing number of EVs comes largely from CO2-heavy coal, diminishing the impact of EV on com- combating climate change. So, depending on where you are, the infrastructure is either good or bad. And, and now, in the U.S., this article says... Uh, now again, there's there's citing data from the U.S. Energy Information Administration. We have not been able. I've I went to their site, but I haven't been able to find this. But it said about sixty percent of electricity produced last year was generated from fossil fuels, around eighteen percent from nuclear power, and twenty two percent from renewable energy. Uh, in the comments of this particular article, there was some doubt raised about that. Those numbers. The, it it does seem that twenty two percent does seem high. Um, but I'm gonna we we didn't have enough time to sort of dig through that to see what where that was based on. That could have been an old report too. a lot of these government agencies they 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 base their data on uh stats from like years ago well like just looking at that side i feel like it should be reversed 22 percent should be from uh nu- nuclear and um 18 percent from renewable. renewable i find that hard to believe but i mean the data does sort sort of show that like you know you they understand at least that that producing uh, a greener car will help if you have the infrastructure behind it that starts moving towards that. Yeah, that if energy. you if you have the infrastructure behind it, but not I'm, only that, but like, where do you get the batteries from? Where are we measuring where we're getting that? You know what I mean? Because that's probably going to come from a different country. If we're just reme- if we're just measuring our usage of energy in like our country, are we measuring um, the fossil fuels that are used to? you know, manufacture that, that battery. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, the thing is like, they give you numbers, but I want to see the actual, like, show me the work. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like show like me when your you work. Were in school, show me your work that you got that answer and you just didn't ask a computer for it. Right. Um, yeah. I was a little disappointed that, that when they cited that number, that they did not provide a link that showed you where that number was, you know, where that number came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the other hand, again, I want to try to present both sides of it. Like this report did come out and it does feel like it's a legitimate source. It's not just some made up stuff. Um, and it's good that the U.S. is sort of going to it. I don't know what they're going to do about China. China might not even just like, I don't know if China even cares. Um, if you're going to, if your goal is to get sort of reduce the carbon emissions around the world, you have to focus on the countries that are, you know, still using fossil fuels and burning fossil fuels. Yeah. Yeah. So, but on and then there was another article that I wanted to bring up too. This was the um, the uh, hold on, I've got a video playing. I'm just going to delete that. All right. So uh, there was another article based, I think, on the same report that said that Norway has 80 percent adoption of their population for uh, EVs, and of course, you dismissed that immediately because you're like, well, there's not a lot of people in Norway. Uh, hold on, which article is that? Is that the heat map? No, this is the Jalopnik one, which I didn't give you the link for. Oh, okay. Um, 
what what's interesting to me is that a, a lot of media sites are taking the same report and then sort of picking and choosing what they want to talk about, which is one of those things they have to do if you're consuming media on a regular basis mm -hmm. is make sure you check the opinion or the or the angle that that this media site is taking. Um, do you want to send me that article? Real yeah. Quick? Yeah. Hold on. I mean, good for Norway, but uh, I mean, that's Norway. <laughs> it's not the U.S. I wouldn't mind living in Norway. <laughs> All right, I got it. I here. like colder weather. They're living in the future. Okay. And then there was a third article, if you want to bring it. So, the, yeah, this is the... Um, do you have the story about, the, about Norway? Um, which one is that one? Oh, hold on. I think that the original one I gave you was just a roundup from a newsletter. Okay. Yeah. All right. There was something that said, I think, in the report that Norway had about 80% adoption of, of the vehicles. But I want to go on to the heat map one. So there was another article in uh, a site called Heat Map, which was talking about how are we going to pay for road improvements because most of the infrastructure improvements that happen in on like you know the freeways and the highways in for federal highways mm -hmm. is paid for by federal gas tax uh states do it too uh there's a massachusetts gas tax the reason that your gas costs so much is not necessarily because of the cost of producing that gas uh it is built in there but then you're adding in right state gas tax federal gas tax and all that money is supposed to go to highways. highways to improve the roads and bridges and things like that so the the article then says well what happens if if you start producing more electric cars and people start driving more electric cars they're not driving internal combustion engines so they're buying less gas in theory right the the, the usage of gas will come down maybe the price of gas will come down but then you're also losing that revenue yeah possibly and they're not going to get rid of the gas tax so it's not so they're thinking the thinking is all right well how, what additional taxes are people going to have to pay for this and so the ideas in this article there it's a great it's an interesting article because it addresses several different things one of the ideas was a vehicle mileage tax that you start taxing for usage so if you drive you know 100 miles a day you pay x if you only drive 10 miles a day, you pay X or Y. And that's, and that's less than yeah. what, you know. So, again, it's usage-based versus just tax everybody depending on how much gas you use. And I guess the gas tax is how much gas you're using. So you're paying more if you, if you drive a lot and pay for a lot of gas. Um, so they're trying to figure out how to do that for vehicle mileage um, because an electric vehicle, you won't be paying for gas. The other idea was that, well, why don't we do an electric vehicle surcharge at these charging stations? So if you're at a hotel or you're at one of these new stations, wherever, wherever they are, and you have to pay for the kilowatt hour use. And again, they don't put their prices on. You have to sort of figure it out through the app. Right. Uh, so they, they might tax that. But then the problem is, is that a lot of the EV owners are charging their vehicles at home and you're not getting any taxes out of them other than the fact is, is that you do charge for electric tax use or electric use you you do get taxed so but they can't tell whether you're recharging your you know you're you're paying for electricity for your home or for your ev charger you can't distinguish that 
So the idea for the vehicle mileage tax was that you would put a device in the car, it would track your mileage, you'd get a bill. That that's going to throw up red flags all over the place as well because the privacy people are like, I don't want the government tracking where I go, what I do. They already do, by the way. Um, there's my tinfoil hat moment of the day. Well, your phone. Well, yeah, but but not only my phone, but like the, the little toll charger that I have. And yeah. so, you know, we're easy pass here in the New York Northeast. Every time I go under one of those transponders, it knows not only like where I am, it tracks the GPS. My It's tracked on the, the G, you know, on the phone. But it knows how fast I was going. It probably has a picture of my plate, you know. And you know, I'm down in Rhode Island, and Rhode, you know, Rhode Island. Uh, some of the cities now have traffic light cameras, and so they're taking pictures of you all the time. If they want you, they'll. If they want to find out where you were, if now if you're doing something bad, obviously they're going to find you and, and track you. It's it's all part of the grand scheme of having a surveillance. Uh, state. At this point, and again, we've talked. Right. I think we talked about this with with one of our guests a few a few uh, weeks ago, where everything that you say online is tra- is basically you have to be responsible for that. Um, in the data in the privacy world, every time you leave your house, you should just be under the assumption that someone might be watching you, whether it's a camera, whether it's a tracking app, you know, it's your phone. You have no privacy once you leave your house. And even in your house, you probably don't have as much privacy as you think. Yeah. Um, maybe that's a topic for another day, I think. Um, I think the easy solution to this is they're probably just going to add another tax line item to our, our income tax. Oof, I know. You know, you know, and I don't mind paying for another tax if they then reduce the tax and something else. But then, you know, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I have a feeling have, it won't. You know, I have a feeling it would just be more taxes that that we have to pay to the government. Yep. And I'm a moderate dude. <laughs> All right. So let's go on to the, the next topic, which is uh, work from home, hybrid work, all that other stuff that we've been, that we've been covering on the show. Uh, there was a report this week that uh, uh, with hybrid and re- remote work, now the norm employers are not renewing leases and choosing carefully the buildings that they want to work for. They want to do for their offices, uh, for their workers. Office space now must compete with every other location where work can be done. This is an article by Lucas uh, Mirian from Computer World. Uh, there was also a, a report from Axios this week that says that in New York City, uh, the return to office has stalled out since its peak or, uh, a few months ago. Um, I think we're in that phase now where you're going to get a certain number of, of uh, office visitation rates in New York City. Is, is it about 60%? capacity uh it's it's i don't think you're ever yeah you're you're never going to go back to the pre-covid world and i think that's pretty obvious now that we're basically in a a hybrid structured hybrid sort of work scenario um another interesting article from the wall street journal has been basically that because okay so let's say that everybody was working from home and now you're returning to the office but you're not going five days a week so the, the journal article, which is the one that says the, the decline of the five-day commute is a boon to suburban retail, is basically uh, numbers for retail locations in downtown areas. People just aren't there five days a week. 
you might have if you worked in an office building in a downtown city area maybe you would take your lunch break and you would go to a restaurant or you would go shopping for, right you know treat for, yourself a little bit yeah you know you're like oh i gotta go to the cvs and pick up some stuff and you know that's why you had a lot of these things because you know retail goes where people are so now what they're exactly. finding is if, if if you're not there five days a week you, you can't sustain a lot of that business plus you've got crime issues in some cities well where retailers are leaving because of that uh we won't, we won't name states and they're now going into <laughs> suburban areas so um i see that in my own in my own sort of town and neighborhood like you if, if i'm working from home that day i'm like oh it's lunchtime i'll run up i gotta go 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 to the target and grab some stuff you know and before i come back to work it's it's crowded i think there's a lot of people that are still working at home and they just go to the, you know they if they want to eat they go to their local restaurant they get out of their house, stretch their legs, you know, cause you got to move around. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's been a challenge for a lot of people, including myself. It's like when I'm working, like when I'm working here, I, I walk around the office a little bit. I walk upstairs and downstairs and, you know, I, I get sort of more exercise here than when I'm at home. Cause right. it's, I, it's the distance is just not the same. Well, the other thing too, is they have a, I mean, we have a gym here. Yeah. We have a nice gym. Yeah. Fully outfitted gym. And it's like, okay, I'm done with work. I'm just going to go walk. Yeah. Yeah. Right to the gym. And we have a nice work. little pond behind here that, you know, yeah. once it warms up, if it ever warms up here, we're going to actually walk, you know, go outside and walk for a while. Like these, you know, accommodations that companies provide to their employees, like I can totally understand why they would want to get rid of them because it's a waste when only, you know, let's say 15, 20% of your employees are coming in to the office and the rest are staying home. It's like, why... Why pay the lease on like maybe this part of the office building yeah. that you're renting for a gym or, or whatnot? Yeah. Like why, why do that? So, we, you know, and actually I think we talked about that a little bit in past episodes is you're starting to see companies getting rid of their perks. Yeah. They're in office perks because you don't have a lot of people coming in. So why waste money on that? Especially the way the economy's going. Right. So... Yeah. I think it's going to be, we're just going to be stuck in this, this hybrid world. Now, uh, there was another article this week, uh, Dell Technologies. Uh, apparently, Michael Dell uh, was telling everybody that, um, you know, people, he was wagging his finger at fellow executives who bemoaned remote workers uh, was sapping their productivity and was telling them you're doing it wrong. But apparently now Dell is, is reversed its course, now ordering some workers back to the office at least three days per week, according to an internal memo uh, obtained by CRN. And in the memo, uh, basically said that 100% remote work while living near a Dell Technologies office would no longer be permitted, but also emphasized the company's desire to be a flexible employer. They're trying to have it both ways. Uh, quote, as soon as possible, we'd like more people to work in a hybrid model. Uh, this is uh, according to Jeff Clark, the company's vice chairman and co-chief operating officer. Those living within about an hour commute to a major Dell office should come on site at least three days a week. We're still flexible. Work with your leader to determine schedules within this framework that works best for you in the business. That's so, that's so corporate speak. Did they say why, though? Why? Did they plainly state why? Uh, it did not say that in the article. Because I feel like they, they should highlight the reason why and i think they're afraid to give a reason why i think it's because they're paying for office space that nobody's in I, they, I should think say, they should say they that. should just say that just they should just say be upfront with that be like look we own offices we're a company they're uh, they're not being in you you know used so we kind of have to facilitate those yes right? the, the closest they got was uh clark wrote that as the pandemic has eased Dow technologies wants to see more faces in the office 
But like, I, I think they should. Why bring not a- be upfront? Just say it's because we're we're paying a lot of money for this office and nobody's here. Sure, that. But also, uh, wasn't there another article we wanted to bring up about uh, like actual health implications? This was from yes, this was from March. So this is a little older. It's a New York Times article. Okay. Like, um, and I will bring this up in for you in a second. You. But there are other you know reasons why you would want to return the office, and a lot of that. Um, has to do with like the working environment, right? Like, okay, sometimes it is easier to communicate and work through Zoom and email, right? But what about the days when you're trying to get a hold of someone and they're not checking their emails, they're not checking their Slack? It's like, it would be a lot easier if these individuals were in the office physically together, right? So I I think there's that aspect that I, I feel like they should be bringing up because again, there are studies that we're seeing that there you're going to see this negative uh, effect on um, work productivity, right? Um, yeah. And actually, I even think in the last episode we did uh, yesterday, right? Um, I forget her name, but she was talking. Yeah, Lauren, Lauren. She was talking about you know their approach to you know um, they went to a structured hybrid. Yeah. Because they tried this flexible hybrid, and then it was too confusing for for a lot of people. Right, but even I, I think. But, she, but she also said that if she mandated five days a week, she would lose people. Right, but I think she did bring up. Um, what was the other? What do you? Yeah, you, she said something like sometimes having a portion of your employees work remote and another portion of your employees working in office. Yeah, that that can be problematic. Right, because how especially do you get the, on Zoom meetings. That's what it was. It was more about exactly. the Zoom meetings. Like you didn't know where to look, whether you should look at the TV or look at the people in the room. And she wants to look at the people in the room because they're right there. But then that makes the people that are remote feel weird. Like we've had, we've had that issue here with uh, some of our remote people that are in California. Now, obviously, they can't come in here, but we have a, a, a distrib- you know remotely distributed team. Um, when we're having a meeting with them, and five of us are in a conference room. And then they're on the wall. It looks like they're big brother. They're just sort of like hovering over us. But then you want to sort of turn your head and talk to them. But then you're ignoring these other people that are in the room with you. Right. I don't know if anybody's been able to solve that yet. I will be interested to see if they can. And and I think what the issue is, is that it's going to have to be like multiple cameras and you're going to have artificial intelligence saying like. Well, we'll have holograms by then, right? That's right. We're all going to move to holograms. (laughs) You've solved it. You've solved it, man. Holograms and virtual reality. And we're. We're all going to be virtual in the same space. No, that's dead. Yeah, I have that's that article you uh, sent, the work from home health. Yes. Um, so that's this right here. Okay, what is, and this is an opinion piece. It's, a, it's, it's written by Jordan Metzl, who is a sports medicine physician. Uh, what's the big... Oh, humans need to move. Strong evidence yeah. correlates increased movement with a reduced risk of developing cardiovascular conditions. Um, so, I mean, if you're just moving from your bedroom to your office compared to moving around an actual building, you know, you, you get a little bit more physical activity yeah. out of that. Not only that, but social interaction, human faces. I think there was a study that we brought up a while ago saying that it's actually harder for our bodies to communicate through video applications like Zoom um, because our bodies have to make up the fact that we're not looking at a three-dimensional uh person in front of us we're looking at a 2d space yeah so our brains kind of have to compensate for that something and something like that uh i'm trying to remember what the uh 
article exactly was that saying, was from that was from like a month a few months yeah, ago. I yeah. remember that. Yeah. So so in this article too, it, there's also if you scroll down a little bit more, uh, the doctor says right now many of us aren't getting enough movement. If you want to prove this to yourself, find a way to measure your steps, um, like using the health app on your smartphone. If you work in a hybrid environment, check your steps on the days you commute. They're likely much greater than the days you're working from home while sitting next to your primary food source, the refrigerator. I just like that line. <laughs> I mean, we know this. I mean, it we makes, know this. Like, People know this, but they're not doing anything about it. Well, so the thing is, they call this an opinion piece. Right. I, I think that's very valid. Yeah. I mean, is he is he wrong in saying that? I don't, I don't think so. I, that's pretty valid. I, I don't think that's an opinion. I mean, there were, you know, even when you do work in an office, they, they would tell people to get up and walk, walk around. If you yeah. went in and sat at your desk for eight hours and did not, you know, and didn't get up, I mean, well, a you know, you're you're hurting yourself then, and you've got you know, you could get back issues. You well, could get I have tunnel I have my own issues that that I'm currently dealing with. Yeah. Um, from the whole working from home, and again, it's my fault for not getting up and moving. But the thing is, like when you work from home, you don't really think about it, you forget about it, right? Because it's so convenient. And I think that's what he mentioned here is like, yeah, because of tech and stuff like that, a lot of the things that we do are, are really convenient. So it's convenient for me to just wake up, go downstairs into my office and just sit there for, I and, don't know, and, and a so long the, time. So the walk to the bathroom in my house is a lot shorter than the walk to the bathroom here. Oh, like five the, feet? The like, walk to the office kitchen is longer. Uh, and that's and then, you know, I have to walk out to my car to, to go out to eat if, we, if I didn't bring in food that day. Yeah. So it is a little bit, I'm actually getting out and walking to the parking garage. I actually purposely park farther back in the parking garage because I got a new car. Uh, no, because, um, you know, it's better than trying to park right next to the office. So, you know, I do get some steps in, but I'm still not getting as many as I should. I do yeah. go to the gym when I'm here. Yeah. So, you know, yay for a little bit of me trying mm -hmm. to be healthier. So, all right. Last story, and then we'll, we'll, we're going to sign off. This is the crazy, weird story of the day, and it's related to AI, and I apologize if you're sick of me talking about AI. But remember how we've always been talking about, you know, generative AI and, and sort of AI sort of technologies, and there's going to be stuff that's used for good, and there's going to be stuff that might be used for bad. This falls into the category of just, all right, this is just weird. All right, you ready? Well, it's just stupid. It's like, okay. pardon my French. Um, <laughs> All this right. Is an influencer created an AI version of herself that can be your girlfriend for $1 a minute. She says it could earn her $5 million a month. So uh, she is a, this is uh, Karen Marjorie, a Snapchat influencer, has launched a voice-based AI-powered chatbot of herself. Subscribers will be able to pay $1 per minute to chat with Karen AI, which uses OpenAI's GPT-4 API. She anticipates being able to earn up to $5 million a month from it uh, per fortune. Apparently, this is all subscribers. She has 1.8 million followers. She is assuming that 20,000... Oh, uh, oh, apparently more than 1,000 people have already paid up to subscribe to this. Or, But I don't know if this is a monthly subscription or not. Um, but a dollar per minute to chat with an AI bot... Uh, and again, I know where everyone's thinking. Everyone's thinking this is going into some sort of adult territory. Maybe it is. I don't know. I, I'm not going to try it. I'm not going to spend any of my money on this. Um, apparently, she launched this as a beta test earlier this month, generated $71,610 in revenue in about a week, almost entirely from men. Wow, big big surprise. This is according to Fortune. I mean, it, it's it's the next step to OnlyFans, right? 
Yeah. Just requires less work. I have no work. idea what that is. <laughs> I've, I've heard of it. I've never used it. Uh, okay. So now here's the other thing. It's like this estimate of $5 million a month, which would be amazing. But so she's assuming that uh, 20,000 of her 1.8 million Snapchat followers will sign up for the service. Uh, you do the math on that. That's about 1.1% of her base. Uh, I think if you can get 1.1% of your base to do this, that's amazing. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be less than that. Um, the thing like this too is like if you use it on a per use basis, you might use it once and go, oh, that's interesting or wow, that's really stupid. Uh, you might not use it again. It's like those things, I'm going to equate this to something like a, uh, a restaurant that uses a robot to make a hamburger. There are a few of those out there. You might go there once and you may go, wow, that's really cool. A robot made my meal. Unless that meal's good. Well, oh, unless that meal's good, you're not going to go back. So oh, in this thing, unless this service is the most amazing thing you've ever heard of, and I doubt it is. This is just, okay, look, <laughs> it's sad. It's just sad. It's pathetic. Like, come on, come on, guys out there. Don't, don't subscribe to this. Don't. Yeah, a dollar a minute to talk with uh, AI generated text that claims it's it's going to be a, a you know your girlfriend for however long you, you talk to it. Come on, like no. I, this, this it's is, funny because this, this article actually uh, did have a reporter try it out, and it and this this reporter Alexander Sternlicht said the AI feels more like an intimacy ready Siri than a virtual girlfriend. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. But, you know, if you and I are still looking for revenue generating opportunities. Maybe we should just make a virtual Chris and a virtual Keith. And we're not going to be your boyfriends. Yeah. Or, and I, we will, you know, I'll, I'll be your bro. I'll, <laughs> like, I'll be, I'll be a virtual uh, chat bot. I'll, I'll spout out things. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, we'll, we'll make the bro AI. Bro <laughs> AI. But, I mean. And, tech, tech bro AI. And, like, honestly, I'd have to agree with people, the people in the comments stating yes it's oh, sad. There were comments? It's, i didn't even see this oh absolutely <laughs> oh, you gotta read some of these our futures our futures ladies and gentlemen like yeah the sad part about this people who actually will be people who actually pay for this i i full-heartedly agree i think i think it, no, okay so we should give her some credit for actually sort of doing this as i don't know if she's the first one to do it but you know she got she got she got the article written about her and sure. um i'm sure other people that are in that influencer space might do the same thing like again they're they're hustling they're they're getting revenue in different ways there's there's a lot of other creepy, Dude, the, creepy ways that people people will do anything anything for a buck and people will spend anything you know people spend money yeah you know there yeah. are people out there that i know of that spend a lot of money on things that they shouldn't be spending money on and but again it's that's their right if they make the money they have the money and they want to you know they want to spend you know thousands and thousands of dollars on sneakers that they're never going to wear it's not my money. It's their money. Right. But something is fleeting. I've as... spent a lot of money on Funko Pops. I'm trying to cut that back that habit. Yeah, but this is like, it's fleeting. It's like, <laughs> you, what? Okay, you send a message. Uh, they send a message back. Okay, that's it. You get your dopamine kick. We'll see. Like, we'll see. Uh, if, now, if, if this moves from, uh, from influencers to celebrities. Well, maybe. hold on a minute. I think they do have something with celebrities i forget the name yeah. of it oh no it's cameo cameo yes yeah. they oh, have that but, I, that but that's cool that's you know you get a video message from uh a-list celebrity yeah you know the, well like, a-list you got to pay a lot of money uh, sure sure 
A, B, I've C. Used, I've used, we've used it. We've, I've used it. So there's a, there's an actor who was in a sitcom that my, my uh, wife loved from the nineties. Uh, he was also on some other, some sci-fi shows. And he only, when we started using him to send messages to my wife, uh, you yeah. know, it was for mother's day, Christmas, her birthday those are the three so he sent us messages he was only i think 30 dollars at the time um he has since raised his price to 40 uh he's he's and what's what's great is that because we keep using we using him for all these occasions he's now sort of gotten to know us through this and again i'm not i'm not a stalker <laughs> i'm just saying it feels like every time we we, we send him a new request he goes back and looks at the other times that he's, so he reviews all of his previous messages or at least knows of us enough. And he brings that up in the message. He's really great at it. Um, now there are some that would, that are charging 250 or a hundred bucks. And we've used a couple of those. Like we did one for my daughter who was, you know, she, we got a Broadway star to, to send her a message for her birthday and it was okay. It was like, Hey, you know, good it, job. Happy birthday. Keep, keep following your dreams. That kind of stuff. Is it, is it per minute or per message? It's per message. Well, that's not that bad. Yeah. And, and how long do the, the messages range it's from? Up to, it's up to the celebrity. It's up to the influencer or whoever. Uh, the messages that we were getting from our favorite guy was five minutes. Mm-hmm. He's an older guy, so they tend to talk longer. <laughs> oh, wow. But that's why I feel like he's, he's you know, engaging with us. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm happy to do that three times a year to make my wife's Mother's Day birthday and christmas feel a little bit more special plus our kids love it too like and you know he he says the name of our dogs like we've 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 added those in messages like you know please say hello to our two dogs and he does but that's about it like it's not creepy at all i it's not it's not yeah, no I, I i've seen it i know what it is it's yeah. i mean it's cool it's a cameo right? yeah it's a cameo thing. i keep it looking is. for like you know I'm, I'm trying to again i'm not a celebrity stalker by any means at all uh, there are probably about three people in the, on the planet that I, that I think about. I was like, you know, I would like to meet them I, in person at some point. I, I, I just, thought just, you watched the last gala, didn't you? The Met Gala? The last <laughs> Met Gala? No, no. <laughs> Again, I, I just see it in the news. Like someone was, someone was asking me, was like, Hey, did you watch this thing last night? I was like, Nope, I'm, I'm doing my own thing on my own time. And it's, it's either video games or theater stuff or, yeah, it's I I am not in the, the the cultural zeitgeist. Although I do know what the word zeitgeist means. I don't. So, let's go back to the virtual virtual Keith. I think I think we might have something there. Virtual Tech Bros. We'll work on that with our staff. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chris, thanks again for for catching up on the tech news with me. Yeah, no problem. All right, that's all the time we've got for today's episode. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel. Offer any comments below that you have on any of the topics of this episode. Join us every week for new episodes of Today in Tech. I'm Keith Shaw. Thanks for watching.